0: You are a marketing founder, but you as an individual have done things 1100 reviews, which is probably the most I've ever seen a roofing company that I can recall. It's Literally, yeah.
1: I think we, we've just tried everything. We got our fingers in about everything because you never know what's going to happen.
0: Mm. And so what made you want to make that switch originally?
1: And so it's just a, a gray line. Plus when you're growing, um uh, we wanted to be able to offer health care.
0: Are you happy with that move? What what is the drawbacks right now? Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and this is the Hook Butter Leaves Podcast. And today I have Aaron Christie from Indie Roof on. How you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm I'm doing awesome. I've actually had a really cool day.
0: <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna have to hear a little bit about that. Um, you are a marketing founder. And so that's a little bit unusual. A lot of roofing company owners don't have a lot of marketing savvy. Um, But you as an individual have done things. 1,100 reviews, which is probably the most I've ever seen a roofing company that I can recall ever getting. Um, You guys named it well for as far as like the way it shows up on Google and stuff like that. It does really good. Um, And then you also are doing some PR, some charitable organization stuff, and some news. So where, where did this passion for marketing come from originally?
1: Man, it's weird. Uh, uh, I worked for my family business for a long time and I was actually a sales rep for them. Um, and I was there for 16 years and it just turned out that like, I kept trying to find the easiest way to do stuff and the easiest way to get in front of people to sell them stuff. And then uh, I would always, like, just find different ways to do that. Uh, It was was weird. Uh, And then, I don't know, like, it just organically happened. And so I ended up doing a lot of different marketing for my family's company and then doing the selling because I just wanted to reap the benefits of the marketing that I was doing. And so it was a lot of travel, though. Um, Home a week, gone a week for 10 of the last 16 years uh, while I was there. And, uh, when I decided to start my own company, everything that I was doing with kind of the figuring out how to get in front of people and the marketing, the marketing just kind of transferred over, um, totally different, um, space too. It wasn't in roofing, but it's, it's funny when you get into business, how much the different elements are interchangeable, no matter what you're doing. Mm. Um, so I did. Th-
0: oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I just, I kept learning. So as I was like, okay, now I really got to market. So I just would always go to classes and conferences and and take different things and and, and learn as much as possible. And I've just, I've tried a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff hasn't worked, Uh, you know, but I always feel better, even if I spend a couple grand on something and try and it doesn't work, because it's not nagging me. It's not like I see it out there much. Should I try that? Should I try it? Should I try it? Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't work or I know it does work and I know what to do.
0: Absolutely. I think that that's a tough part, you know, well, it's something that's tough for somebody to hear from a marketing agency that you got (laughs) to (laughs) experiment, but certainly I've, I've tried a lot of crazy experiments and I mean, I have fun. And I also like, if we've tried a hundred things on 50 roofing companies too, at least like, as we learn stuff, we can apply those experiments to the next client. And I mean, it's hard to hear that, I guess, as a, as a, But that's no matter what, And if it's a marketing agency, we're all learning and it's tough. If you have an internal marketer, if they can't experiment with money, you need to give them money to kind of take some shots.
1: Well, it's it's constantly evolving too. So even if you have, you think Mm -hmm. everything now, and that's one of the things is like, the things that we've been doing that have worked have changed almost every single year. So I feel like you have to Mm -hmm. continually experiment and do different things because um, you keep doing the same thing. It's stagnant. Everybody else starts doing it. doesn't work as well. And it's just, so you have to keep doing that.
0: Absolutely. All right. So tell me about your day to day. What was cool? about?
1: Uh, <laughs> it? Uh, I, I don't know. I can't really see myself. I'm doing this on my phone, but uh, I was, I went out to look at some land that we're looking to find a little land that we can go hunting on. And my kids could, I got three daughters that all ride four wheelers, five, eight and 16, Um, and so we just want a little land where we can get away for the weekend and spend some family time together and Mm. do some fun stuff. And, uh, we went to look at a place about an hour South and uh, that's why I text you enough. I was like, if I don't make it today, I'm I'm not blowing off. I'm out of service. Uh, like it's a dead zone there, but it's an hour South.
0: But that's, so you guys have kind of had to come up in the last few years. Is that correct? When did you guys start the business? Uh,
1: 2018.
0: Okay. 2018. So the last few years though, you guys have been finding some like. Pretty cool new levels, it seems like.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, the first two years was just me and, I think, a couple part-time guys just kind of going through everything and learning the ropes. We didn't want to grow too quickly. We wanted to make sure that um, we knew, you know, everything that we were supposed to do, and then you learn some, some hard lessons the first year or two in business.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And
1: just between the systems and the operations. The marketing was the easy part, but the systems and the operations... Um, you know, you got to kind of iron all that stuff out. And then 2020 is when we, is when we decided, Hey, I think I'm ready to grow. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I think <laughs> the big thing too, is like having the capital ready too. like, I wanted to make sure that there was plenty in there. Cause for me, like I was nervous to start hiring W two employees, like 1099 sales reps at the time we we're W two now, but at the time 1099, like whatever, if you don't sell anything, it's, it's on you. And like. I don't have to pay anything. But when you start getting into W2, I was like a little more cautious. So I really wanted to make sure that I had all the capital there. So their families, depending on me, um, I wanted to make sure that there was never any questions or anything. So um, in 2020, we pulled.
0: Both... So you guys are all W2?
1: Now we are, yeah.
0: You guys are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm curious about that transition for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. We can get into that. Uh, but yeah, 2000, 2020, we started to start growing. Uh, corona happens. People couldn't door knock. Fortunately, I was uh, was doing a lot of Facebook marketing and things at the time. um, So that just killed it because nobody could knock doors. A storm hit here in Indianapolis, which is awesome. Uh, And I marketed, I was getting leads for five bucks on Facebook uh, for like a week and a half. Obviously, it starts going like this after a while. um, And it kind of slingshotted our year. And then that year, I think we did like 8 million. Um, and then 21, we did 13, but we had another big storm in 21. And it's interesting, in, in 22, that was my first year in business that we did not have a storm at all. Bone dry, like nothing, mm-hmm. no storms, like even like far away. I think there was one three hours away, but I, we didn't want to chase it up there. Um, but we still did 11 million it's funny. Just by doing that, it forced us to get our operations and stuff in order a little better, and we were more profitable in the eleven million dollar year than we were in the thirteen million dollar year.
0: So crazy. Um, so did you say the the W two switch happened before COVID? No, no.
1: The W two switch happens um, last year around July,
0: I believe. So um, okay, yeah. And so, when when you made that, what made you want to make that switch originally? What was some of the things that made you want to?
1: Uh, it's just it's a really gray line from everything we we're looking into, uh, with the way that they can go in and say, if you read the stuff for ten ninety nine, like they're not allowed to present themselves as your company, and they're supposed to be really a subcontractor, a dependent contractor, and and so it's just a, a gray line. Plus, when you're growing. Um, we wanted to be able to offer healthcare, I think to get really good sales reps, um, that have been in sales, they're going to want, and I'm not saying in the roofing industry, I'm saying if we want to pull people in from other industries, a lot of the times they're going to want health benefits and, and different things like that. So I just felt for like two parts, it was the right move one.
0: So are you happy with that move? What What is the drawbacks right now? I'm I'm just being an investigative reporter here. I'm I'm curious for other guys that want to do this, basically.
1: Yeah, we uh, I haven't had any issues with it at all. I, some of the guys, um, you know, didn't like it because then the taxes come out and you know all of this stuff. Uh,
0: <laughs> you still got to pay them anyways, guys. Uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and so we we did cut
1: back um, the percentage that they got by. I think one and a half percent to cover off some of the, the health care costs and stuff. But also I try to explain to them, like we start paying a portion of your tax. That's like seven percent that uh, they don't have to pay now. So we're offsetting some of their taxes mm-hmm. and taking them on to us. So that was the big thing. Uh, but after that passed, I think everybody's really happy with it. Uh, and you're going to have to do it at some point if you're planning on uh, continued growth. You can't be personally. I don't know. I didn't want to be on 1099 forever. So.
0: Kind of, it's kind of future-proofing if there is some shifts coming. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be that guy that like kind of like tries to scare people because I I think that they've been saying this for a little while, but like just the amount of tax, uh, just uh, the amount of hires from the IRS and certain things made people like kind of look at it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, do you have more control now that you've hired folks as as uh, W two as far as like the way you guys do meetings or what you can
1: 1000%. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So we had um and that was one of the things like we had some guys that were with us that were hired under 1099. Um and and so like we just had a very blunt conversation with them um and and we're like hey look we're switching to W2 you know for these reasons but another reason was control that I didn't mention before um, because there was no storm last year, like we had to dig in a little harder than we need than like we were used to. The guys are used to having so many leads that they didn't really have to do anything; they just waited around for leads. And you know, now we got to be like, "Hey, we got to go out and we got to start canvassing and we got to do these different things." Um, so we had that conversation with them, like, "If you guys don't want to come on to double,"
0: so you had lead babies, yeah, yeah, you had lead yeah. babies, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I like to pride. I like to pride myself on making lead babies. Yeah, hey, that's a you know that's cool like to it.
1: have, like, if, if you
0: can yeah. do it but, but at the same time, like, I will say, yeah, it's hard. It's a hard line to ride. Well, here's right? the thing.
1: I couldn't blame any of them because literally for three years there were so many leads. I'm, like, begging people to take them. I'm like, I've got 10 leads. Somebody take these. And everybody's like, I'm already busy. I'm already busy. I had one guy who's our sales manager now, Dan. I'd have like three left. Nobody else could take anymore. I'm like, Dan, take these and figure them out. And he'd just stay out till like until dark. Um, and then he'd go home and do paperwork till midnight. Uh, but he sold over $2 million that year, or right at $2 million when he was doing that. So, uh, but no, the, the conversation was like,
0: can I just try something real quick? Sure. Apparently I can put applause in this podcast. So that's cool. <laughs> I just, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know that I could DJ this thing. This is cool. This this app is sweet. This is Riverside.fm FM. For the people listening or watching, I didn't know it had like fucking sound effects in here. I just found those. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not related to our topic.
1: <laughs> um. But yeah, that was that was a- okay. So, so anyway,
0: so you guys had to make that big switch. I totally get it. Um, well, here's the thing. On so, that, on yeah. that
1: real quick though, and I think this is important. When we were switching to W2, we had a conversation with the people that weren't 1099 or that were 1099. And we said, hey, I understand that you came in at 1099. This is the shift that we're making. It's W2. But the W2 is just the catalyst, right? The end end, uh, result is going to be we're in the office uh, in the morning. We're working. We're doing these things. So if that's not something that you want to be a part of, um, totally fine. We'll hug and be friends. But there's a there's a shift in the system as well, and so we we, we were mm-hmm. upfront about it, so there was no surprises. Um, I think everybody stayed on, but one person was that, mm-hmm. that wanted to stay 1099, and they they left. So,
0: have you found yourself? Because I think one thing that the 1099 thing allows roofing companies to get away with is keeping on low performers, because you know. Matter. Yeah, like who cares? So then it kind of creates this. I think of talent density.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, I think that's a Netflix. The guy from the Netflix and LinkedIn. I'm trying to remember his name, Um, but he talks a lot about talent density, and um, you want a high talent density. So you having low performers around, even if they're cheap not good for the company yeah right because they they take everyone's expectations and they bring them down at least I'm not that guy you know what I mean so I think that that 1099 thing has other negative consequences besides the law ones right like you just keep people around so have you had to make a little bit more like have you had to fire more people because you're your w2 um I,
1: I think we were kind of making that that shift anyway I mean we have minimums like because even if somebody's 1099, like, we're still paying a shitload for softwares, you know, AccuLinks, company cams, like, you know, all these different things. There's, like, 10 things uh, that we're paying for with them. Um, with our guys, if they have their own truck and it's wrapped, we pay them $400. We just changed it from 300 to 400 but $400 a month for marketing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of covers their truck and stuff. So we don't, you know, have to have all the company trucks and track those down and and whatnot Mm -hmm. um they get to just basically get their own truck their own vehicle get it wrapped and then get paid for it and hopefully that covers their their truck payment or i like that yeah um and then uh we don't have to worry about the maintenance and insurance on it Um, that's something Mm -hmm. and somebody comes in for two months and it doesn't work out we're not having a truck you know in and out of you know in and out of play all the time but so the point is that there's money that goes along with it so we had minimums anyway which is like four Four deals a month is, is like the bone bare minimum, um, and then after that we start asking questions and, and doing you know like a pit plan and, and different things like that. Um, but unfortunately, if somebody's getting one a month for a couple months in a row, like it's definitely a conversation of what you're doing every day.
0: Yeah. T- okay. Let's talk a little bit about that PIP plan. What does a PIP plan look for a ro- look like for a roofing company like yours?
1: Um, they just have the sales managers just get well with them and say, hey, in order to get this many deals, you're going to need to do, you know, knock this many doors, go do on this many appointments, do these different things, and then set sets daily goals for them to follow like performance goals. And so if they're obviously anybody that's been decent sales, like if you're getting one a month or two a month, like what are you really doing all day? Are you really working? You know what I mean? Cause it's not that hard yeah. to get four in my opinion. Um, and so like, let's just say, Hey, look,
0: here. well, okay. So four is kind of like, you're fine. If you get four or above bills are covered
1: for you. Like your, your software and your truck wrap or whatever should be covered. So we're not losing money.
0: And eight would eight be like good.
1: Yeah. eight would be great. Like, like eight.
0: What's, what's killer. What's like, fuck. We gotta keep that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it just depends, man. Like on you know the month and and what's going on. But like me and Dan, the guy I was talking about, like we consistently, um, you know, got ten or so a month. We both sold close to two million, and that's back when we were doing everything. Like I was doing the marketing, I was doing paypal, Okay. I was doing yeah. um, you know, everything. And then Dan, uh, at the time, was just a sales rep. But uh, you know, we we didn't have the office staff then, so like he was running the jobs start to finish like he was getting it and running yeah. it all the way through and even final invoicing Ten. yeah and yeah. and he's still selling 2 million so now that there's office staff and literally what they're doing is selling and then maybe building the order like if you can't get you know four like there's a problem i think that maybe you need to either one you're not a good sales rep or two you're not trying And, like, let's be really honest. Are you really trying? Are you out every day trying to meet people? Are you out every day knocking doors? Are you talking to realtors? Are you talking to insurance agents? Uh, Are you walking into businesses? Or are you sitting around waiting to get leads, running appointments here and there when you get them, not really going out and and working your your job builds? And so it's like 99% of the time, I don't think that it's bad sales reps. I just think that it's not They're not putting forth the effort to really get what they need.
0: If you truly believe
1: in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the roofing cavity.
0: So if somebody was only getting four deals a month, would you ever start lead starving them a little bit just to see if they're hungry
1: no uh, not at four like it's a gonna shift right now because we actually just switched from um we added the, the the actual project manager into it so before the guys would yeah. build it and then go out on the build day in hopes that they knock and do their stuff but they still would have to run and get osb and do different things but we just switched to true pm and sales roles um, so now, now that's going to go up, you know, in, in whatever it is. We're going to get some data and figure out where it needs to be. Um, but if somebody – another thing that we did is because we said, hey, maybe you're not doing the activities that breed the results, uh, we switched to, you know, a point system. Like, hey, we're not even going to talk about um, the deals to stay in the lead chat. We're going to talk about the activities every day. So did you knock X amount of doors? Did you make so many – also yeah. the point system. As long as you hit your points, you can stay in the lead chat because those activities will read the results, which will make the deals.
0: Yeah, I feel like let's talk more about that PM, the true PM thing in a second. But I also want to note, like, I find whenever I only have one salesperson, but I've had other salespeople, and I find when I'm caring about activity, there's <laughs> I don't. I wish I would never have to care about activity because if they're closing deals, if they close five deals in the past week i'm not worried about micromanaging so if you're a a rep watching this just note your leader doesn't want to micromanage you at all (laughs) like we prefer we prefer (laughs) you just performed and we don't give a shit like i i don't I yeah we don't want to care like we just want you to just do your thing and close some deals and then we don't have to think about it yeah yeah 100 we want you to have freedom like we don't want you to have to like even in the day i want people to have freedom i want them to be able to order their day how they want and not to have we're just doing our best to make sure you do get activity like we naturally, like i'm sure Aaron is the same way as me i'm naturally going to do a lot of activity in any one day yeah. i am no matter what i'm going to make things happen significant things that give me more opportunities yeah. and um and if you're not Know getting deals, we have to force that on you too. But you should be already creating a lot of. It. You should already be having a lot of. Yeah, it. I, mean, I just, I just like, I like giving the freedom because I want. I like it when the activities are different than the ones I would say because I'm just going to default activity. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. So it's like that's going back yeah. to kind
1: of the 80, 20 rule. You know what I mean? You have the people that are out there. No matter what they want to, they want to get it. You got twenty percent of the people that get eighty percent of the business because. That's just their mentality. And then you have a lot yep. of the people that we've uh, lost or let go, um, you know, it's typically on the other end and they're not successful. And it's just, I don't know if I should say it's on here, but they call it, Adam calls them the, the beer money guys. They just want enough to, you know, bills mm-hmm. paid enough for beer for the weekend and, and that's it. So if you're making, you know, 50 grand a year, cool, but we don't want people that yeah. want to make 50 grand a year.
0: You know? mm-hmm. No, that's the thing is like, it's one, it's not good for, you know, all those financial things. Like we want, we want people making 200 K. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I would love I'm to pay everybody 200 grand a year. Yeah. That's the funny thing though, is cause like, like basically what that is, is how can we convince you? Uh, we want you to, we want you to make more money. Yeah. We want you to want to make more money. Yeah. Like, why do you not want to make more money? <laughs> like, it's almost like you can't convert somebody who has like a 100k max mentality yeah. to a to more. Like, you have like it's almost like you got to convince them that they want to make money. And some of them, you know what I mean. I think
1: some of them too that maybe came in making less money. It's it's funny. We just talked about this in the sales meeting, but a lot of it's maybe a mentality mm. thing where you don't see um, you know everybody making all of this money because they go. Oh well, I've never made a hundred grand, or I've never made a hundred and fifty grand, so it seems impossible. And it goes back yeah. to the story, and I'm going to totally wreck this story. Nobody Google check it, but I'll they will say the basic premise. <laughs> uh, but there was the, nobody could ever get under the four minute mile, right? And they said there were scientists that said it's physically impossible to run under a four minute mile. And then one dude who was like a college, a professor, he wasn't even like an Olympian from South Africa um runs you know right under four minutes and then once everybody sees it and believes it like it was broke like 12 times that year by other people because it was just the mental yeah. barrier of hey this is possible i see that these things are possible yes. if i work towards it
0: that that makes me think in this roofing sales side of dan because i just hung out with dan walrus oh yeah dude i, I watched eighteen million
1: dollar was
0: Dude, I, I mean, the fact that somebody did that yeah. with primary residential, though, yeah. that should break some people open. Like, I think there will be some more, t- like, 18-plus Million dollar guys. That, I mean, I know that there has been, but I'm just saying, like him being out here and talking about it, because most of the, I think a lot of those guys keep their head down. They don't give a shit about the accolades. Right, right, right. He he just said, might as well. It's fun. I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm just gonna go out here and kind of take a little victory lap. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like hell yeah. because he I watched I watched
1: that yeah. and I was like, damn. Like that's all you can really say is
0: damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, like once you hear the activities though. Yeah. And the fact there was a storm and the fact that part of it is his wife helped with like kind of the inside sales stuff. Like she, he said she made calls beforehand and basically had it ready for a signature by the time he got there. So like when you hear all of the things combined, being the football coach and the basketball coach and the, you know, like baseball coach and the, the PTA and like being like everywhere sponsoring everything. (laughs) And then, you know, like, like you're like, Oh, that makes sense. And he's like
1: roots for a long time in the community too.
0: Yeah. Yep. He's been in the same area. He knows everybody. He literally, dude. One more thing. I'm sure, like you probably heard this, but I'm just saying it for the benefit of anyone who didn't watch that yet. He, uh, he, he would just like he he had people bring him over to the neighbors, and then they would like. Multiple, many times he's done this where they keep on walking and they're like, hey, well let's get another neighbor and then he has like a cluster of neighbors walking together. He finally got a whole and then whole he has, group of
1: people going yeah. down like- yeah, like
0: yeah. Somebody more people are gonna be like this. Like once you like you're saying, once you break this mindset of like this is not possible, there's gonna be more people, I think, that kind of see that and take some of this uh, mindset. And, and just, well, tactics. The dude has a lot of tactics kind of layered onto each other. But. For sure. And
1: stuff that, you, you know, he's probably one, built the relationships and done all these things in the community and learned over the years, um, you know, and that something that takes time, but there's no reason that I don't feel like there's enough things to do. There's enough activities that anybody that really was hungry could come in and sell a million dollars the first year. Like, no matter how good of a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I think just the activity itself would be able to get people over that.
0: Yes. He might be a little tired. Yeah. That first year just like, he would be, yeah. he was very tired at, you know what I mean? He, anyways, I, I, in, I'm going to keep reality, on talking about Dan because it just still blew my mind.
1: When I was doing back to that point with Dan and you, like when I sold the two million and was doing everything else, my wife was helping me with literally all of the paperwork. Like I don't think I sent a contract out all year. Yeah, You know? So she was, hey. she was a big help in, in all of the stuff that she could do from the back ends.
0: Yeah, hey, let's just shout out wives right yeah. now. Like, besides, <laughs> this, and my wife's not going to watch this. She won't watch <laughs> any of this. But the point is, is like, because she's like sick of my shit. You know what I mean? Like I make content constantly. Yeah. But she's um, she's such a big piece to hook agency in my business. And then so many people's wives enabled, like, they're, they're like the inside sales. They're the admin <laughs> And it is Women in Roofing Month, and I'll just oh, say, perfect then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just note it's not just the people that are officially like in it too. Like people some that people support. aren't; they don't even work at a roofing company technically, but they're like enabling their husband or doing things like that. So, shout out to all those ladies out there. Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, I know that they make it possible for a lot of people, and uh, we even have some wives that are talking about going out and door knocking with with our sales reps. They're just like, hey, I'll go knock doors mm. with you and I'll do these things with you. And like just for them to say, Yeah, I'm willing to do that and I want to support you and, and do these different things, uh, you know, is huge. And it makes a huge difference if if they do that because it opens up so much more opportunity. And it's like in all reality, like if you were a very busy sales rep, Right. And you were constantly doing, you know, out doing meetings, and knocking doors and doing all this stuff. And then your wife, you're not as she's helping you with the contracts and she's helping you with all these other things. And maybe she's going out knocking doors with you, which uh, should probably generate more income for your family than maybe what she's making. You know?
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'll just note as women are door knocking and um being reps themselves as well just straight up like i just feel like a lot more people should be considering women. i mean we have a female salesperson and i basically just on how ridiculously good she yeah. is like i'm not saying all obviously all of nobody like, not saying, but, yeah. but, but like let's 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 be discerning and find these killer women that Like, they're maybe not sales background, but they're, like, charismatic and friendly, and they know they're diligent. And if you can think discerningly and and then grab some of these folks, there's a lot of, I feel like there's got to be some more open-mindedness in roofing the next five, ten years. It's already happening, but I'm just saying, like, more and more so that it's not just a man. I I think it's happening in the community,
1: and everybody in the roofing community knows that women are a killer at it. I think yeah. it's outside of the community where the knowledge lacks, like we don't, oh, yeah, we yeah. don't get a ton of female applicants. Like I would love to get more female yeah. and uh, that to go on the roof because it's just like, honestly, I would probably be more apt to listen to a female at the door than I, than I would have met. Uh,
0: do you, do you have a female sales rep yet?
1: We've not? had a few. Um, currently we do not.
0: You know, once you get that one though, that's like really ridiculously good um just champion her all over the place in your marketing you know what i mean like put her up on the yeah you because know, then i mean just to grow you know show what you want to grow kind of yeah thing, and I then bet.
1: maybe you get more people reach out that want to do it they say oh well, so you can do what i can do it type so of deal
0: yeah yeah and i think like there's a lot of um first of all your team looks sweet your uh what you guys are doing there is awesome um just kind of fun yeah. I, I like i like what it seems like a very um, fun environment. You got a cool looking team. Um, it looks very modern. You got these, uh, not, uh, what are those things? They equipped. Uh, are, are, are you looking at our website? Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. We saw that's downtown Indianapolis on the circle, man. That was fun. We had the circle closed. That's down so the cool. Indianapolis, They closed off all the streets and <laughs> our sweet. photo shoot down there, uh, branding for, you know, local, local branding. Um, uh,
0: I love yeah. that. I always push that on folks like even if you're doing like local landing pages, which I I suggest people do, you know, for the service areas, do these individual pages yeah. and those individual pages like if you can get a local landmark or something like that. A lot of times back in the day, so I was a video yeah. guy for for two different roofing companies in my area and I would go like shoot in front of a landmark like a video yeah. or I would walk down like a prominent street and then, you know, and then we use that for the Facebook ad. And then the, you know, we're in your area doing inspections. And then, like, oh, the I live right over land- by that. Yeah. And then, and then the the landing page so that, because a, a video with local thing on it at the top of a local landing page yeah. keeps, it, it's time on site. You want people to spend more time on the website. So I'd do that type of stuff. So I love what you guys are doing with like the local landmark stuff for sure. Thanks,
1: man. I appreciate that.
0: It's a, it's a nice looking website.
1: Thanks. Appreciate that, man. Those pictures were fun. We got some of them printed off and put her like in our office, we hung our own art up and it's like the people like down on the circle and the trucks and stuff. So it's kind of cool to have your own art instead of just random photos.
0: I really think that like, that is a key thing with folks, um, the the page, the logo. So the things that make a good website, the logo (laughs) being good, which your logo is good, the photos like having good kind of branded stuff and like yeah. that type of thing those are big de- like those two things make so much of a difference like yeah um so those are those are big for folks doing this
1: when it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter when when the storm's over when there's no fresh damage to work we'll go back to hail trace we'll track down a swath that you know most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm, you know. As long as we've got a date within reason, we can chase that storm. We can pick up jobs. We can pick up leads.
0: What else do you feel like has been really working on your guys's marketing that you might share? Um, I guess I have leads in the name of my podcast. So what is leads? Literally,
1: I think we we've just tried everything. We got our fingers in about everything because you never know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, so you know, we do the LSA. You know, the Google Guaranteed. Um, you know, Google AdWords, a uh, little bit of social. We've actually calmed down on social media. We do just some branding stuff. Uh, we haven't done a lot of actual legion on social media this year, whereas it's what made us the last couple years. Uh, but it's, hmm. I feel like more people have got on and the leads are a little more expensive. Plus, we didn't have a storm here. Um, so it's harder to get leads from social media when there's not a storm, at least for me, since I'm doing it. Um, somebody else is probably going to listen and be like, no, it's not, but like, I'm doing it for me. It's harder yeah. to get, uh, when there's not a storm going on. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've done a little bit of everything, you know, we've, we've worked with like, uh, uh hell
0: 911,
1: like call center stuff, um, uh, uh, a lot of relationships. Like I started out with realtors, uh, and kind of went most of my business personally, when I was selling mm-hmm. came from realtors or referrals of the jobs that came from realtors. Uh, um, yeah. You know, we've, we've done some stuff with Matt Danskin uh, and did some insurance agent training. So like literally anything we started door knocking this year, which we've never had to do before because we just had a ton of leads from everything else because there were storms. Um, so we just try to touch every single aspect that COVID should have showed everybody like don't depend on one form of, of leads because it can go away. Like you don't ever want to be pigeonholed Mm -hmm. into one thing. Like if
0: you were like, I only
1: knocked doors and then COVID hit and weren't allowed to knock doors. Like that's a
0: problem. Yeah. Yeah. You should have like, I mean, I really say like five things at least that are hardcore. I always think at the center of all this though, relationships are, kind of the underlying fundamental component. And if you have lead gen things, whether it's Facebook and Google ads or whatever it is, yeah. right? If underneath it all, you're not creating relationships and making people want to refer yeah. you, then that's a, then you're kind of wasting money. You know what I mean? You're wasting time and money. If you're not creating relationships and making people want to refer For
1: sure. You. Not, even, not even just professional relationships, clients as well, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the one thing Dan was really good at. The sales manager I was talking about, to like he got everybody. Like he's just such a friendly guy. Like you legitimately want to hang out with him. Like you could call him at two in the morning and be like, "Dude, I need you over here. Bring a thousand dollars and a you know whatever." And he would be like, "I'm on my way." Um, but he's, he's like that <laughs> with anybody though. Like he yeah. would show up to clients' house and if he'd talk to him and get to know him, and if they like bourbon, he'd show up with a bottle of bourbon for. Or mm. if they had kids, he'd show up with a toy for their kids, and like, legitimately was a nice guy. and enjoyed doing that type of stuff and built a lot of relationships. The dude's been out of sales for I think a year and a half, two years now. Still calls mm. like every week. He gets a couple burrs, yeah. and now he just passes them on to his team.
0: Yeah, I I was talking to somebody the other day that was like a competitor of mine. It's like a it's just a small small yeah. company, um, and I. Ultimately, I'm rooting for him. He's not going to watch this. Um, I'm rooting for him. I'm trying to. I was trying to help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I don't know. Like he kind of asked for my help, yeah. and I'm I'm trying to be nice. How is that my job? I don't know. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, you can't help it. You know what I mean? You sit down with a little new roofer in your area or something. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to try to help him um, for whatever reason because it's hard not to. I don't know. I can't help not doing it. Um, but he was like. He was talking about his ideas around wealth and he's like, people that are, this is a belief he had is that people that are wealthy are step on people to get them? <laughs> and I, I literally was like, dude, number one, <laughs> that's a different belief than I have. Like, I'm not, I just don't agree. I don't believe that. I'm not saying that there's no one. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that there's, I, I know that there's some people, that are like yeah. that. But I would say the most of the people I know and Dan Walrack is a good example of this is like literally just kindest person. And like everyone he meets, he's like Wait. warm and friendly and kind. And like most of the people I know that are excelling and doing really well in business are like that. So I think like, I, I basically is like that to me, that's the fundamental shift that needs to happen for you to get your business to take off is a belief around people that are doing well do amazing things for com- the community and the relationships that that's what I think a belief that needs to shift in your mind. And I was trying to like help this young man, yeah. he's my age, but the point is, so I was trying to help him, um, kind of shift that belief. Cause that is a fundamental, that's going to hold you back. I think
1: there's people that are like that. And unfortunately there's people that are like that, that have, been successful and it's never hit him. But I think the majority of people like that, um, are going to, it's going to come around, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like I said, I know that there's examples of that. And those are the ones that are allowed and that you hear, you hear all about it. But, um, I don't know. I just really believe that, I don't know your beliefs about these things. Cause you were talking about this person who just like cares about people and to their, prospects in, but also just relationships in general, they're like, always remember their family and certain things. I just, I think that that's very common in people that are excelling at sales. Like a, the the fact that they're just warm and good to people. And that just, the word gets out, word gets out about people when they're kind and good to people. And Hey, your marketing goes further. Yeah. Your marketing is always going to go further. If you, uh, if when people experience the service, if it was like, it was. I think that goes high perceived value. I think
1: that yeah. goes in your business too, um, and just as far as like hiring people, and stuff like we try to do right by by everybody that works there. There is always people, uh, sales reps, uh, you know, that quit and they think they're owed a million dollars, and it's like, hey, we split our commission. We do ACB, and and then the depreciation. Um, and so if anybody could get you get a deal, um, you know, that you get half of the commission based on um you know the acv money and then you get the rest of it based obviously you never exactly know till supplements are over but then you get the remaining balance yeah um and then if somebody leaves after they sign a deal we have to add you know another rep that that ran all of that stuff um and did the second half of it they would end up getting the portion mm-hmm. for doing that job and uh um, yeah that's the that's the one thing that i'm finding out more and more as an owner is like no matter what you do with some people even if you feel like you do more than, than they're owed, uh, they're just never going to be happy. But
0: yeah, that's so funny. Like that's, so that's a very common thing. So Jen silver, I was just like doing a bunch of speaking things with her and she was saying the two main problems are people hate like two main problems in roofing that everyone talks about all over and over and over again. One getting screwed over by marketing agencies and two sales reps not getting paid or something like that. And I always like, I'm always very slow to like believe to be real. Like, yeah. basically, I wish I could do like a, a owner and a sales rep that have both exp- like experienced the other sides of this because I know there are yeah. situations where it actually Co- does happen. sure it's very common, yeah. but at the same time not always real and then everyone like so i only like i only like believe that when i've heard it like from several different places about a company that that's a super but it's like one of those things where it's like dude it's hard unless you look at the agreement that you signed like just because you got a signature on a thing like that job has to get done what did the agreement say so anyways that's a big topic well, it all I mean, goes
1: back to the import.
0: we're not going to solve that all no in this no one, and you right. yeah. Like- Everybody
1: talks about, like, there's good adjusters um, and there's bad adjusters and there's good contractors and bad contractors. Like, it goes the same way. Like, I'm sure there's companies that have used that to not pay anybody anything. um, And then, you know, vice versa, saving everything. And and we try to be on the other end, but we have, you know, a contract in place that that covers everything that's going to happen when people leave and they have, um, you know, 60 days to get everything closed out and then they'll get paid on those deals, et cetera. But it's just like there's some people that just, don't care, um, and I think you see that a lot on stories. And then um, I, I never knew it until I was owner. Like I always say, I was like, "Man, this roofing's crazy." Like every every time I talk to somebody, they're like, "Yeah, I left there, and the guy owed me forty thousand dollars or something like that." And now, mm-hmm. as I'm in an owner situation, I'm like, "Well, did they really owe him?" Like. So, I mean, it's, it's a weird predicament uh, mm-hmm. for that.
0: I think that there would be, so clear contracts, better contract, like what's the solution for this really long-term I, okay. I've got, I've got one that's like clear and better contracts, yeah. obviously. And like, you, you do have to write these things out and like, yeah. and then make it clear at the beginning with the rep. And then the other thing I think I've got a software idea for this. Okay. All right. It's like, it's like insurance for the sales. Rep. Yeah and it's like in a software it's tracking um and it's kind of like a like a secondary um in it, second it would be like a secondary check on commission so like code. they could see be like, like an, what, what, an outside entity. even though they're out of your yeah.
1: system they could see yeah. the particular deals that they had access to and how they're progressing is that what you're saying
0: or, or just like you'd lock it in in this secondary app through would say like I'm owed this according to my contract yeah. and it would be like confirmed from both sides yeah. and then there would be like an almost an insurance for that money that it would go that it would be it's going to get paid out to that rep or there's clarity around if you don't if you're not here when this secondary piece to it goes through, yeah. it does not count. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like a, just clarity. I think that the real problem is clarity. Cause like reps don't have, an, I mean really if we're going to be extreme ownership yeah. here, reps are, don't have enough clarity. That's really what it is. Cause if they're frustrated, there's something where it's perceived problem. So like the, if there was more clarity, then there'd be less frustration. I know I'm, I'm being an asshole. And it's
1: like, there's two sides, like every time you hear, and I'm not even talking about roofing, but there's always two sides to a story. Right. And it's always somewhere right in the middle of those two. Um, But it's, it's, it's everybody's views. So this person sees this thing this way, this person sees this thing this way. If you talk to both people with an outside perspective, like you're like, I can see why you think that. And I can see why you think that. Like I don't think anybody's intentionally shifting, but it's the way that they've perceived it. So, to your point, clarity up front so everybody understands, and then very clear contracts, like we always do, everything under contracts, uh, and not even not even with sales reps, so just in general. Because every time I sign a contract with somebody, and I've learned, like especially with friends and family, like that's the number one mm-hmm. person to get a contract from. Um, mm. It's in, writing.
0: especially. Or, so yeah. if anybody ever argues oh, later, we
1: go. Actually, we went through this. Here are the things that yeah. we discussed, and I'll I'll tell you, when it's in paper and somebody has a copy, it comes up way less because all you have to do, is yeah, they, they go, oh, uh, uh. you know what I mean? It's like okay,
0: yeah, we did yeah, discuss
1: yeah. it. It's right here. I signed on the dotted line.
0: So lots of changes within you know, you got the the ten ninety nine to W.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me show this again. Yeah. Let me show this
0: again. All right, so you got a lot of changes going on. You got the ten ninety nine to W two. Yeah. You got the um you now have project managers yep. in a, in addition to salespeople. Yeah, so it's kind of separating out that responsibility. Yeah. How is the, can you give me a couple minutes before we wrap up sure. just on that um that piece of having project managers? now what's the, what's the big difference here? What, what do you like? about?
1: Um. Him? Well, so I'm friends with Brian Ward, uh, out in Florida. I don't know if you know him. Um, uh, but we, we went out to visit him. Um, and we kind of talked about some stuff and he's on that, that split there. And we just felt like it was the right time, especially, um, with like, he had 11 guys, I think, and, and did 30 million, uh, but mm-hmm. his, his guys were sales guys, um, you mm-hmm. know, and then the project managers ran everything else. So uh, it just makes sense. Like, hey, if you're going to have sales guys, like, have them out doing what they're good at all day. And that comes down to um, even, like, the assembly line, right? Like, mm-hmm. one guy's turning one screw, but he's damn good at turning the screw. Like, that thing kind of applies here. If you have a sales guy, make them really good at sales. Don't make them project manage. And so after talking about yeah. stuff, we just, we made that shift and, uh, um, we're actually at the beginning stages of it. So I'm hoping it uh,
0: okay. So you're not like, you're not like swearing by it just yet. Uh, yeah, I'm not swearing by it. Like this is rolling the dice here. So now <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I do think the way that it's been happening so far, it's, uh, it seems like it's going to be a lot better, but we're, we're like I said, at the, the top of it.
0: Yeah absolutely well thank you for being on um if you could share some kind of like the dot-com or a call to action or something like that what would you have for an audience um where, where should somebody go to check you guys out
1: uh, well i'll tell you what so if we're if we're doing pitches here uh one one of the things that we i never did, I did talk about i didn't want to get into but if you've given me the opportunity um we uh over the last uh year and a half i partnered with um, who's become a very good friend of mine, but um, he owns one of the largest appraisal firms in the country. Uh, and we partnered on a different business to start a supplementing company. Uh, that's when I told you we were more profitable uh, at 11 million than we were at 13 million. A lot of that came from our mm-hmm. supplementing company, which we just did for ourselves for the first year. Um, and then recently we've kind of done a soft opening and we've, we've taken on about, you know, 25 other businesses um, mm-hmm. and, and pretty soon, um you know we're gonna we're gonna roll that out uh, a lot more than we than we are right now but if anybody wants to get in before before all that they can just hit me up directly um on facebook or uh aaron at supplement com and and i can give you some info on it
0: awesome thank you so much for being on uh, the podcast is put on by hookagency.com hook agency all over social thank you everyone for watching or and or listening, yeah. and uh, please rate and review, thumbs up, comment, etc. Thank you, everyone. please See you then. Yeah, I'm talking about Mount Dew.